Hey everyone, this is Connor. Before we get started, I just want to encourage you to check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash podsidepicnic. If you become a patron, you'll get access to multiple exclusive episodes every month. And you can also join our patrons-only Discord chat, where Pete and I talk informally with the Podside Picnic community. So if you like the show, go ahead and check us out at patreon.com slash podsidepicnic. Thanks. Welcome back to Podside, everyone, and this is Carlo. I'm going to be your DM for today, and my players are Chris, Cleric. How are you doing, Chris? Good day, sirs. All right, Pete, are you the rogue? Yeah, I just, like, I thought I'd join this because it would be a good opportunity to witness to people. (laughs) yes indeed and of course none other than our paladin kurt hello kurt oh a a paladin why not damn i thought i was a barbarian what god of what god am i a paladin you're a barbarian for god sir oh there you go yeah (laughs) that's right just god the right what's the um wouldn't that be just like conan right for crom there is a uh there there is a um there is a god that is basically like the Christian god, but like palette swapped with the with the the serial numbers filed off, but I can't remember who it is. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, that's that's basically Krom. Although although Krom is probably more like one of the uh, like uh, like I I don't know like one of the orc gods maybe I don't know. <laughs> See, we're already like we're we're what less than a minute into this episode, and Jack Chick would already have written us off. <laughs> No, no, we just need to burn all the books. We just need to burn all all of our core books, all of the expansions. Uh, Little known fact, Jack Chick was okay with the D20 system, however. Interesting. (laughs) Well, he was okay. He was a big fiasco fan. He was okay with the movie that we're going to be discussing today, which is Dark Dungeons. Uh, made in 2014, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. uh, also got the approval of uh, Jack Chick uh, to make it. Um, the director, uh, El Gabriel Gondo, Gonda, uh, I, I apologize if I'm mispronouncing that, but uh, he, he got the approval. And they went ahead and they made this um, sort of a, I mean, they, they ran a Kickstarter as well, but they made this little film uh, that sort of maps. It is uses the Jack chick tract of the same name, dark dungeons um, as it's sort of blueprint. All right. So um, I, uh, I guess I should ask, had any of you seen this before? No, but I thought it was a great documentary. <laughs> Indeed. I, no, I, I, I lived it. I had, I, I've never seen it. I lived it, though. I have some questions about how anyone has seen this fucking thing. It's so hard to get. Well, I, um, I initially saw it like about two years ago, I want to say. And it was on, um, it was just on Amazon Prime, you know, like the uh, streaming uh, directly. And I, I, I was like, I saw the, 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 the font and, and the name and I was like, is this? <laughs> and lo and behold, it was in fact <laughs> the movie based off of the Jack Chick track that I remember I honestly had a real hard time until, until about maybe 10 minutes in trying to figure out if this was a like a satire or it was being or it was like a sincere something like religious mm. uh, uh you know movie yeah uh and and i think that this is one of the strengths of it is the fact that it is in fact a satire but it is played so dry and so straight mm-hmm. that <laughs> well so so straight in quotation marks mm, oh yes yes <laughs> well you know don't forget uh whatever would two um two best friends that was, uh, ever that do was so funny that was so funny <laughs> when, i, I yeah. laughed so hard at that 
that that's when i absolutely knew because the the first one was when the uh <laughs> the rpgers we've been trying to get them kicked off campus all semester oh, yeah yeah and and of course there's this scene i mean we're jumping ahead but i, yes, I have to i have to gush about the scene where the role-playing game nerds walk down the hallway doing like the cool do it it's it's basically like oh what's that from that's from like the craft i think they yeah, oh, it's like the craft yeah. yes they, yes. they do that in the craft or it's like the cool slow-mo and they're all walking down the hallway it's so good that was great yeah this was, was really this good was, this was, this was like terrific the, the nerdy prayerful jock senior Yes. <laughs> like you know he, that was he's great. just a good boy from a fraternity uh, okay uh, honestly pete though i i've met i like i met people like that i was friends with with a couple people like that um when i was at drexel and so well okay that was that was that that spoke to me i don't like to feel seen normally i don't like to be perceived at all <laughs> but but i did feel seen by that i will say <laughs> i i knew some people in college that presented like that but I cannot say that they were not date rapists. Mm. Well, just say well, Pete, <laughs> you sure know how to bring a, well, bring a room to a, a conversation to a halt. Well, you know, we all have our talents, guys. My, well, my, you, you rolled a natural one at, at diplomacy right now, uh, Pete. My, uh, my, my point is that people at that age are usually wearing a facade and like the mm -hmm. Jesus jock is usually a facade in my experience. Yes. No, I, I mean, I'm not I'm not disprove or not. Uh, uh, trying to disprove what you're saying, Pete. It's just, <laughs> we just had a vibe going, man. Oh, well, no, but well, you're right. You're right. We, I, we've, I, we've already established I'm an asshole. So all I have left <laughs> is being correct. Okay. <laughs> you, sir, are an orc now. I declare you an orc. <laughs> I, I I did. I did also. Um, I, I did. I, I honestly, I love. And. Uh, <sighs> There's something about, uh, especially like the the way that I think religious people who are afraid of RPGs um, present them, because it's always, I declare you dead. Yeah. Like, no, there's a lot of more litigation going on at the table, man. <laughs> You've never sat in on one of these, have you? You you I, think it's like it like the like. The DM is like the preacher who tells people <laughs> that they are sinners or something is like, no, that's not how that works. <laughs> I, I really liked um, that the the you know the 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 game was like a spectator sport like they had yeah, like I, I was gonna say that yeah, ro yeah. rows mm -hmm. of fans just watching them. Mm -hmm. Can can we jump back for a second? Because Carlo, you mentioned that you saw it on Amazon Prime and you saw the title. And you were like, huh, what's this? I'll watch this. You are brave because um, I don't know if you've noticed this, but uh, so there, there was a movie about, oh gosh, I don't know, 10 years ago now called The Knights of Bad Astem. Are you, mm -hmm. you remember that? Yes. With, yes. Um, with uh, gosh, what's his name from uh, Game of Thrones? Um, I'm totally blanking on his on his name and uh, the station agent. Um, but uh, he was he was in it. Uh, a couple other, I want to say like maybe Patrick Stewart was in it too. Um, <laughs> it has like a cameo and it's, it was about like LARPers who I think accidentally summon like a real demon or something like that. And then they have to fight it. I, I believe is the plot. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was like a, it was like a very minor success. And there was a, there were a couple other movies that were like fan role playing game like, but like fan targeted movies that were kind of like low to mid budget movies. There was one called, oh man, uh, the fandom menace, I think was another one was called that. <laughs> oh boy. And <laughs> in the few years after that, there was a real spate of like, it, it's not even like a D list movie. It's like an E or a G list movie um, called that. That were all kind of like combinations of like, just like a bad kind of gross out comedy and something like that um that web series the guild uh <laughs> where it was like let's make a let's make like kind of like a jokey thing about up uh, with like some big bang hu uh theory type humor about nerds doing rpgs but we'll target it at nerds and there's a ton of them on streaming services and they're all super fucking bad <laughs> um and so 
I would have assumed that this was one of those if I saw it. And so mm-hmm. I I applaud you, Carlo, for watching this <laughs> and finding it because well, I loved this. Well, my question, Carlo, is did you recognize the name from the chick track? Yes, ah, absolutely. Ah. So so l- let me let me back up even further. Um, has anyone when I was here <laughs> in, in the mean, year in, in the year zero, <laughs> there was a fella named Jesus Christ. <laughs> he tried to get his own apostles or gaming <laughs> group, if yeah, you will, he tried to get his own party together and venture forth. Um, Let me tell you about the real DM. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Deitus Maximus. Upstairs, man. I got it. Okay, hold on, hold on. I got to turn my uh, my chair backwards so I can sit, straddle it, and talk to the Utes. <laughs> um, so, so uh, I I think I had not um, I hadn't run across because uh, Dark Dungeons, the 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 tract that we're referring to here, and that the movie's based off of, came out in like in 1984, and I had no idea that that existed out there. Um, I only I only later found out about its its existence, and then wondered if that was what sort of cast a shadow over, you know, my parents suddenly getting, you know, quote, advice from coworkers, end quote, at work about, you know, well, those books, you got to watch out for them and so on and so forth. And, uh, you know, it's funny because my parents were, you know, rather rational. I, you know, no one in my family is like evangelical, um, or anything of the sort, but it's one of those things that I think um, can spark like just a bandwagon effect, right? Mm-hmm. Somebody tells you, and then you 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 don't you don't really deny it, but then you see you know like the whole um, situation uh, that that was later turned into the um, the book and the film starring Tom Hanks of mazes and monsters. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you see the lady that, uh, that sort of uh, was affected by that supposedly. Um, actually, I think I may be conflating that it's it. I think she's another person altogether, but in any case, the, um, she goes on 60 minutes. This is like a national you know news outlet that was considered, you know, at the time, um, Sort of serious, if you will. Yeah. Oh, dude, that was that was that was nightly watching or or weekly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, It was on Sundays. Yeah, weekly, right? Yeah, that was that was like appointment viewing. Even even Mm -hmm. in my household, like well into the nineties, people used to like like, sit up and watch sixty minutes, like like an hour long news show, sort of like investigative journalism with a very you know sort of serious and. You know, gravit- it had a certain gravitas to it, right? It was, it was so like pearl clutching, for- though. It's it's hard oh, oh, to explain yes. to younger people like how pearl clutching. Every story was like in uh, Law and Order SVU when Ice T <laughs> is like, "There's a new drug on the streets. It's called you know Dungeons and Dragons. Kids are doing it and getting really wild out there." You know, like every 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 story was was like, "Have you heard about uh, crystal meth?" It's a new drug on the streets and police say that it's causing some real problems. Let's go to Jeremy and he'll tell us all about. It. And then it would be a whole it was kind of like like an NPR style report, mm-hmm. but like uh, like like kind of like, like a center right. Um, yeah. Very like concerned parents, concerned adults. Most mm-hmm. of the stories were like concerned adults. Here's what serious people need to be worrying about. Mm-hmm. And this is this is before. Like there was no Twitter to make fun of these people yet, and so it was just treated totally seriously. Oh, yeah. and, and and it was it was usually um, usually had like a, a an ending segment, um, if I'm not mistaken, <laughs> with Pete's favorite commentator and uh, sort of humorist uh, Andy Rooney. Have you played Fifth Edition? Oh my no, God. I'm not opposed I'm to character insane. classes, but I yes. gotta say, some of these classes I they've added to- this. Th- I managed to bring it back around to you, Pete. You ever have one of those days where the dice just don't work for you? <laughs> there's he's only dead, three right? types. Tell of- me, he's dead. <laughs> yes. He's dead. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there's only. There's yeah. only like 
three types of players. The rules lawyer being the most offensive because usually they're convinced of a rule that does not exist. There's the Cheeto hands guy. You know? <laughs> oh, God. It, it's really something to have that type of hygiene around the dice. All these smudges are affecting my roles. <laughs> I, I love that we've, we've probably devoted about five minutes to this particular joke in the last couple of episodes. Um, and probably, I don't know, one, one sixth of our listeners probably listen to any significant amount of Andy the, Rooney. Who the fuck is Andy Rooney? Please go Google him and watch a couple of his segments if you can find some. And then you'll understand the joke and, and his charming observations about how much mail you get nowadays. Alternately, you could just not. I mean, you yeah. know. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I want, I want to grab the till for a second and drag us kicking and screaming back back on course um because carlo you mentioned uh bad which was b-a-d-d which is mm-hmm. stands for bothered about dungeons, dungeons and dragons, and dragons. It, was, it, was a, it was a parental advocacy group against role-playing games um that i think started in the 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 mid i think like 84 or 85 the whole thing started with um a pretty tragic story there's a, a guy by the name a, a teenager by the names of james dallas egbert the third and uh, he was attending Michigan State University at the age of 16. Um, he got involved in uh, drugs. Um, he was very depressed. And um, he he attempted uh, to uh, take his own life. And um, apparently, he may have done this in the steam tunnels, the utility tunnels at, at MSU. Um, he had also possibly been involved with uh, a gaming group and had attended uh Gen Con like 12 I I I, I mm-hmm. think it was which which had happened like right around the time that uh he he tried to uh, kill himself and um there was a really shoddy investigator like like I think he was like a private detective that his family hired or something um who said that what had happened was he got too into Dungeons and Dragons. And this this investigator had never heard of like D&D before. And when he found out about it, he he came up with this theory that he had gotten like too involved in the game, he gotten lost in the steam tunnels and he like tried to kill himself because he was too immersed in the game. And this became like big national news. Um, and that eventually turned into uh, mazes and monsters, the, the the kind of concocted story that this public invest that this, this private investigator came up with, uh, which was originally a book, and then it was turned into the Tom Hanks movie, and then there were a bunch of like urban legends, effectively, that spun out of this. Um, where just like people in like the eighties would blame things on like satanic ritual child abuse every time there was some kind of a scandal or, or, you know, some kind of like a murder. Um, the same thing happened with like any time, uh, there was like, like a teen suicide. They, they would look for, did this, did this kid have anything to do with heavy metal music or Dungeons and Dragons? Mm -hmm. Um, and so that's where all this started was in, in 1980 with that. Uh, and it was a huge thing. Um, and it actually, uh, according to Gary Gygax, massively increased the sales of D and D. Like D and D might actually owe its success to this scandal um, and its its lasting popularity. Uh, so yeah, that's so, where it um, all came from. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it was it was a commercial success for them, but they they also ended up having to do. Like a lot of sort of damage control and trending. They had to do like a it. congressional testimony, I think, mm-hmm. at some point. Well, so, yeah, I mean, but even after that, I think that they they. Uh, they had to sort of mitigate some of the, the the bad publicity, but yeah, you're absolutely right. They they sold like uh, that first edition uh, set was sold like hotcakes as a result of this. So I mean, anyway, I'm sorry, Pete. I, I, it's I okay. Interrupted you. So a little little shout out here to Stash. There is, or at least was, a strip club in West Lafayette that had a deal going for decades where it was 50% off whenever they were picketed. (laughs) And it worked so goddamn well. I mean, I'm (laughs) so proud of those guys. (laughs) Well, you know, uh, they they say something about uh, publicity, uh, bad or good. I don't know. Yeah. I I forget. Whatever gets people in the door. Do we need to explain who Jack Chick is? I was just thinking that, um, 
Yeah. Because I, mean, I uh, used to find the, his the, tracts literally okay. on the subway all the time, but I don't know if that's still a thing I, anymore. I just want to call it out. It would be very funny if we decided no and kept going. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I think it's it's also relevant because I think it was within the last two or three weeks, his uh, one of his, um, was he like the co- uh, author of some of the tracks the illustrator i think his the illustrator. illustrator you're his right you're illustrator right. passed away yes mm. yeah um it, it is sort of um i i'm gonna say uh and and chris you had you'd actually um asked this before uh, uh before we started mm-hmm. do you want to go ahead and and ask that question because i think oh, it's, a, yeah, it's a good yeah, one problem. yes so uh have you has anyone uh, found a chick track uh, in the wild? Yes, a couple times. Yes, yes. Oh, yes. Long always, time. always in subway stations in mm-hmm. Philadelphia. I found them a few times in subway stations mm-hmm. in Philadelphia. I've also found Twain B tiles in the wild. I don't know if you guys know what that is. Yes. If not, we don't need well, to talk that, about it. That's but. a well, and that's exclusively a Philadelphia thing, right? I no, think. it got all over the East Coast. But um, okay, but, anyway, but that's that's what. Yeah, we could we could talk about that some other time. It's yes. also weird. So, you should Google it. Yeah. So, Strangely, so, I found I found a Jack Trick uh, tract in my uh, office's bathroom like a couple of years ago. The J- was, Jack Trick is the evil version of uh, Jack Chick <laughs> Track. <laughs> <laughs> say that. Say that five times fast. Yes. I mean, it is difficult. Um, so, so Chris, I do have a a, a good one because mm-hmm. uh, when uh, when I first uh, sort of got here, my first job was up um, in one of the, the 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 sort of I would say aspirational suburbs of Baltimore, right? Mm-hmm. Working at a bank, and one day I go outside and I'd seen this lady. She seemed very nice. And she'd walk this husky that she would have like brushed out, like silky, like this beautiful silky tail. And um, so uh, one day I, I get out and I, I'd, I'd seen her go by. And later I found uh, on the ground, not it wasn't I don't think it was intentionally meant for me to find it, but it was near <laughs> enough to my parking spot. This looks like the sort of place that that guy would park. <laughs> yes. uh, and so uh i picked it up and it was all about it was a jack chick tract but this one was um the one about the mark of the beast and how it was going to be credit and they're going to inject oh, that the chip good. in your hand that yeah, was it's, really it's good I, I love fantastic that one. yeah so I, I you know like i i had no idea that one thing may have may may have d- something to do with the other until like the next day where the lady was outside and she was like letting some kids pet her dog. And she's like, do you want to pet my dog? And I'm like, sure. Why not? And she's a beautiful His name dog. Is I said, <laughs> I, yeah, you have a beautiful dog. And she says, do you know about the, 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 the mark of the beast? I was like, Oh, <laughs> oh, I see. And I let her give her a spiel, which she gave to me very, in a very pleasant tone of voice. And just, you know, very sincerely, not, I don't want to say that she was passionate about it, but she was like, yeah. And so then this is going to happen. And just very pleasantly telling me all about how you're going to get, you know, injected in your hand with the mark of the beast, which is a chip that would, you wouldn't need to use like actual money and blah, blah. I'm like, well, yeah, it's going to be Bitcoin. Mm, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> For a minute there, I thought you said Bitcoin. I was like, damn, Pete, come on, man. <laughs> Yeah, because every bad thing is me. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just hearing it that way. Sorry, Pete. <laughs> Maybe you need a Jack Chick tract, Pete. <laughs> Have yeah. you found the Lord? <laughs> so, I, 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 I think Carlos done. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm done. That okay. was my, that was my story. <laughs> we I still have Jack Chick. <laughs> in, in the past, I, I don't know who he is. I, I just know, I know him by, by his signs, which are these tracks. <laughs> by, by his tracks, you shall will know, know him. him by the trail of tracks. <laughs> well, I mean, as, as most of you know, or at least some of you know, I live in Topeka right now, and Topeka is the home of the Westboro Baptist Church. Mm. So I see people protesting at least every other day holding up like the the signs don't mean anything to me anymore because they're so incredibly offensive you just (laughs) you you blur past it (laughs) jesus christ so um 
so so Jack Chick uh, was born in Los Angeles in 1924. He was in the U.S. Army. Uh, when he got back from the war, um, he got married, uh, and then he found Jesus. Um, some somewhere in in like I think like 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 the fifties. Well, uh, he's always in the last place you look. <laughs> <laughs> he was on the radio. Jesus was inside the radio. Um, uh, yeah. So so uh, the actually the mid forties. Uh, he he was born again, or he he converted to that old time religion. Um, and he basically spent a chunk of the rest of his life. Um, trying to do ministry for his particular variety of uh, basically evangelical Christianity through these little these little comic books that he would write. He had people illustrate, um, and and then he would sell them mostly to other organizations that would then distribute them throughout the country and then throughout the world. He he translated them into like. Uh, hundreds of different languages, I, 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 I think, and um, it used to. It's probably still a thing, but it's probably more ironic now. Um, but it was literally a thing where, like, you know, like small, you know, like uh, evangelical denominations might get a grip of chick tracks and go to a city or some or like a mall or something, and they would leave them all over the place, and you would find them, and they're like a little comic about. Uh, it's usually about, it's usually like a, like a little morality tale about like, don't, don't, uh, gossip. Here's terrible things that will happen because you <laughs> gossiped. And then at the end, it'll be like, here's a Bible verse. And it's usually like, like a, like a kindly priest who shows up to save people. Although not always, um, sometimes people are, are damned to hell at the end, uh, of, uh, of the comic. Although usually there is like, it ends on like a high note. Um, and, and so he, this was like, this was his business basically. And it was his calling. Um, and he had a very quirky style. It was like, it, it, it reads like parody. It's, Mm -hmm. it's impossible to read it in the, in our post irony times Mm -hmm. and not think it's funny because it's so achingly sincere about so many things that seem so silly on the face of it that like you have to laugh at it. it's it's like reading the um what's the guy who does uh he's the, a, he's, the comics he's, for the onion it reminds well, me of or, that oh i mean it also Kelly, oh, Kelly, you're yes. talking about the style yes yeah. yes it's it's I so mean, it's so achingly sincere that there's there's like there's like there's like one finger breadth between a chick tract and something that the onion would publish. Yes. Yeah. No, no, you're, you're absolutely right. I was going to say that, uh, you know, Jack chick was basically sort of the Ben Garrison of his, you know, of yeah, that particular absolutely. time. Sort of. Yeah. That's a good, yeah. yeah, that's a good comparison. He was a better now, writer though. It, oh yes. I, I just want to ask. So if I'm not mistaken, Kurt, you mentioned like a kindly priest, but isn't he like super anti-Catholic, right? He is, yes. Yeah, he's very okay, anti. He's he's yeah. anti like basically everything. Yeah, right. <laughs> but yeah, I love. By the way, I I loved in this, which we haven't talked uh, talked about the movie very much. Uh, the biggest laugh for me was when um, they get a spell book that. Uh, Debbie asks Marcy to translate because it's in Arabic. And she says, didn't you learn Arabic when you went to preach to the Muslims to tell them that they were accidentally worshiping a moon god? Yes. (laughs) So good. Which then, uh, yeah, it, it, it culminates in you realize what the book was exactly and which Arab exactly wrote that book that she's translating. It's the mad Arab. <laughs> that was the only part of the movie I didn't like that much, and we can we can come back. Yeah, to that, we we can we can come back. I want to pin a pin in that. You know, I actually I I twigged to the idea that this this was tongue in cheek later than you guys. I think, and when I figured it out <laughs> is when they made a Tomb of Horrors reference, mm-hmm. and I'm like, you cannot have played. D&D and believe this shit. <laughs> okay, that's so so that's something interesting about this particular about the particular variety of crank that Jack Chick is. I would fully believe that he's the sort of person who would actually go and get D&D source books and look at them and take stuff from it to put in in his weird comics. Um there's a particular variety of crank who's like, "No, I need to be authentic to the evil I am denouncing." And I think he's that sort of crank. Now, he didn't really do it in this particular one, but if he had 
had, it wouldn't have surprised me, honestly. I mean, I, I definitely remember, um, to, to, to your, to your point, Kurt, I definitely remember, uh, uh, at the height of it, like, I remember seeing Pat Robertson on t- television holding <laughs> open he was, running a, fucking- he was running a session <laughs> <laughs> if if only he was he was telling us about how psionics were you know the, the way he described psionics was like damn that sounds cool as hell man <laughs> he's like only greyhawk is an appropriate setting this le- <laughs> <laughs> village of hamlet you have to start there just being a real purist about it um, if you don't start you your players a- at level one i don't even want to talk to you and neither does the good god and you know, god god help you if you're a dm running your pet npc <laughs> with the party come on <laughs> well like anyway, there's sorry, a group Pete. of even more ostracized nerds in the corner playing vampire the masquerade <laughs> <laughs> well uh pete that's that when 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 i i got tired of the you know the the D got a little weak after a while I, I needed some some of the stronger stuff i went straight to the vampires mm. <laughs> um anyway yeah uh so i guess we should probably um given that we can't assume that everyone's seen the dark dungeons jack chick tracked <laughs> um this sort of follows uh essentially two characters debbie and marcy who uh in in the film have just arrived at college and uh you know as as they're also very involved in continuing their mission mm-hmm. uh and spreading the word of you know the, the good news to everyone that they can yes. find including the you know the very dangerous rpgers especially the rpgers and this is a recurring theme in chick tracts is that it's there are bad kids and anyone who's seen an 80s, you know, uh, cartoon all stars to the rescue type thing knows about the bad kids who wear baggy clothes and they smoke cigarettes and try and sell marijuana. Um, but uh, leave uh, me alone, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Why, man, you holding? Are you holding? Um, uh, uh, ch- chick tracks often start not with a bad kid, but with the good Christ-fearing kids, and he's very focused on showing us how they can become corrupted too. <laughs> so, so sorry for interrupting. So, no, no, no. This this is a perfect lead up because uh, you know they 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 see the RPGers are warned against them, and you know as is the case with such a such a setup, uh, they are immediately you know they they show up at their doorstep. Um, Debbie and Marcy show up and and say, well, you know, it's a, it's a we should continue with our mission to try to you know sort of turn them to our ways or or what have you. I don't exactly remember what they say, but but there is that line uh, <laughs> which I did chuckle at, which is like, otherwise we'd have to go back to our just be locked in our dorms all the time. And what could two best friends do all alone, locked in their dorms? And sort of Marcy <laughs> gives her a sideways, looks at yeah. her sideways a little bit, and you know, tucks her hair behind her I- ear and continues on bravely and she says this right after she she says um uh when debbie says remember when we went to prom and marcy goes yes and 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 i went with my boyfriend and remember what what he tried to do no more boyfriends ever (laughs) (laughs) and and marcy uh this is where they also establish that marcy's the maybe the weak link here because she's uh she said you remember you you drank too much and just danced all night Mm-hmm. It's like what? <laughs> now, now this is I, I I have to praise the storytelling here, which which happens, which is which is an I don't believe this is in the original um, chick track because there's not enough pages. There's not enough the pages. Chick- yeah, there's like yeah. there's like eight pages total. Um, but I, it's it's actually, in my opinion, really good storytelling. That uh, it's you start off with like. Marcy is the one who is straying from the flock and Debbie is the one who is clearly a more hardliner, mm-hmm. but Debbie is actually the one who falls harder. Um, yes. Who basically becomes corrupted. And I think that that is just good storytelling because it, it defies expectations a little bit because you expect the weaker of the two to, to fall, but it actually is more effective if you have the stronger person uh, mm. fall. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I uh, also um, the the 
Anastasia, I want to say Hyam or maybe Higgum, I'm not entirely sure, who plays Marcy is just very good. Honestly, mm-hmm. she's very good. They're both great. Um, all the the all the cast in this. We haven't even talked about the Nitro. D&D cultists, uh, <laughs> but um, all the. It, Everyone in this does does a a terrific job. Um, I've seen a lot of like low budget productions, and this one is uh, there's a lot of heart in this, and there's also like a fair bit of skill. I have to say, um, people are really are really uh, working on it, and I I, I appreciated that. Yeah, I, I did some like just you know some light light googling, and it, it seems like a, um, a lot of the actors are you know um, like local actors to like the Pacific Northwest, um, like doing like plays and stuff there. So. Um, yeah, so like these aren't like full on amateurs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mistress Frost yeah. is also uh, <laughs> Tracy Highland, if I'm not mistaken, is mm-hmm. Mistress Frost. It's just it's sort of interesting to see uh, see a, like a a a regular picture of her uh, when I yeah. googled that. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh wow. Okay. Yeah. So she's like a normal. Yeah. She's not all gothed out, which was <laughs> weird. Dom. She's yeah. Like, yeah, I was just saying. Yeah. She's not like a like a Dom dungeon master. Yeah. Well, I mean that's something that carries over from the tract, it which is, right. is very yes. strange. Yes. Um, you know, like uh, Mistress Frost is the the DM <laughs> in the in the original track. She looks like Elvira. She looks like yes. like, like Elvira's Absolutely. less fancy sister. Well, with with a with a much more tasteful blouse. Oh my god, we should we should do uh, the Elvira movie this October. Oh yeah, it is Hell so yeah. fucking good. It's a great movie. Anyway, anyway, moving right along. Anyway, so um, so yeah, so uh, so so they they go in, and that's where we find out that apparently uh, <laughs> there is a tournament level D and D campaign happening. A D and D rave, an, no less. Yes. With oh yes. Yes. Yes, you're right. You're right. I forgot about the uh, they walk in and it's like it's it's like the low budget version of the blade uh, rave scene. Oh, know? my God. It, dude, this makes D&D look like the coolest shit ever. <laughs> right. Um, no, I've been to a couple raves and I've been to a few D&D games and uh, never the twain has met. Uh, <laughs> but I wish they had. <laughs> Honestly, the raves I've been to have not been as cool as the one in here for the RPG. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I have to admit, I, I've been to one party as cool as the party that they went to. Um, and it was a warehouse show of two punk bands that probably existed for a combined total of two weeks. Um, and I I don't even know if they had permission to be there. It was in like Northwest Philly. Uh, and um, I thought that my friend who invited me there was giving me a glimpse of the cool world that he inhabited all the time. And I was like, wow, this guy is so cool. He's just going to nonstop like weird warehouse punk shows. And it (laughs) turned out later, I found out years later that he thought that I was going to nonstop weird warehouse punk (laughs) shows. And he invited me there to impress me. I was impressed. You know, uh, I have to say. You you actually reminded me of this, Kurt. There actually is one party I can think of that's as cool as this one, and that is Knife Fest. Knife Fest, yes! <laughs> <laughs> but Thank will you. we be rolling fat 20s at Knife Fest? Only you, listener, can find out. Rolling um, natty. <laughs> may all your rolls be natural. Uh but yeah, so uh, they they go to the tournament D and D campaign, and uh, <laughs> are informed like they they have a full montage that after they they sort of like you see the spark kindle in both Debbie and Marcy's eyes, um, and you know they 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 have a montage later that show them sort of you know playing and playing and sort of like you know, sort of fading in and out of the campus, and you know it's winter time now; it's snowing, and that they're playing, and it's like. What time is it? Eight. Oh, eight's not bad. A.M. Oh no, that's bad. Um, so I, I think that they 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 do that rather efficiently. Uh, speaking to you know your your point earlier, Kurt, about sort of very good storytelling. They they sort of just do the the basic thing and just show you. Um, there is there is something about this that's like. Very genuine of like what feels cool about being in college and like stumbling into into weird places and weird parties and like weird little scenes you didn't know like existed. And I've I've definitely encountered a few things that weren't like like I mentioned, you know, 
like I, I've definitely been to stuff that was unexpected. Um, and it, it felt like a good job of capturing, you know, uh, earlier, earlier in the movie, they say, don't go down into the seam tunnels, which of course was, that was a reference to what I talked about earlier, but it's also feels of a piece of just like that exploration of college of being like, well, you know, if you go down into this weird rec room at, you know, 10 PM, it turns out that there's a weird, cool club there and there are, you know, you can have a, like, like a good time and it's, be- you know, it becomes your life for a couple months. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I mean, I was in college, you know, I don't know, 13, 14 years ago at this point, but I assume it's still kind of like that. I hope so. Cause it's like one of the most enjoyable parts. And mm. as, as funny as it is to kind of take this, you know, silly movie seriously, uh, I thought it did a good, like it kind of got me excited to be like, man, yeah, I, I remember like stumbling into cool parties that I didn't know existed at, at, at college. And it kind of felt like it captured that pretty well. So, so props yep. to that. Yeah. So, uh, so so I, I I mentioned it earlier, but then th- they do have like this weird. Both Debbie and Marcy have this weird like. Um, so they, they approach Mistress Frost uh, because Rawr. yeah, sorry, <laughs> uh, because you know the regular stuff isn't doing it for them. They oh need something God. stronger, and they <laughs> it, this was the part. Like if you weren't, if you had not figured out that this was tongue in cheek until now. Trying to make LRAP or LARPing <laughs> cool and dangerous. I mean, well, let me let me rephrase that. It is dangerous, but not in the way that not in the way that we're mentioning <laughs> getting, here. Getting heat stroke from wearing crushed velvet. <laughs> so, could, could you spell LARP again? Because that was interesting. L A R P. Okay, because you L wrapped us, man. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, okay. I have to say, um, I made fun of LARPers for a long time because in the 90s on the Internet, that's just what you did. Uh, they were seen as the lowest of the low, lower, lower than furries. And, uh, you know, a lot of my good friends are furries. I hung out with with uh, f- f- uh, furries for a long time when I was first on the Internet. And we looked down on LARPers. Um, and, uh, you know, I have to say they've had the last laugh. Uh, and it was funny seeing it depicted on on here in all its in all its in all its glory cooler than it actually is in my opinion um <laughs> by the way for another good depiction of larping uh check out the the video for the song red uh for the song um gosh i totally forget the name of it but the band is red fang i'll have to figure out what uh what the song is oh uh prehistoric dog um mm. it, it it heavily features uh larping and is a blast to watch also uh the in venture brothers the wolf pack Oh yes, yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. All right. So um so yeah, so so that's where uh we we'd already referenced that uh that that Marcy is sort of pressured into translating this uh, tome, this grimoire if you will, in Arabic. Um and this is where uh it it is sort of really funny because they're they're not really uh larping in the sense because you're just sort of standing around he's like you are in a different passageway you cannot act marcy or no i'm sorry debbie uh debbie couldn't act because uh tiamat who is apparently um the previous leader or or not leader but uh i guess second or, or lieutenant to mistress frost um uh is dressed up in like a fakey viking frisetta costume something yeah he's kind of like yeah he's in like a frisetta by way of skyrim type costume yes yes exactly <laughs> right he, he this this guy did not take an arrow to the knee though, however because he is he is <laughs> he's tiamat the up Jove, uh, dovakin <laughs> he is he is tiamat which i was like Come on, man. <laughs> Tiamat, we've we know who Tiamat is, and uh, they, they you, sir, I, you, sir, you, Tiamat, you, sir, no, Tiamat, you, sir, yeah, <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so, so that's uh, where the uh, like this is the second panel in the Jack, Jack Chick track yes. where basically um, the thief Blackleaf is dead. I or no, I declare you dead. You must leave the table. And then you know that's where Marcy uh, has like a freak out because in in the track she's like freaking out. I was like no, no, not Blackleaf. I'm going to 
die because you know when you when you die in an rpg game it's like the matrix you die in real life <laughs> or dreams yeah or, or canada or, yes. <laughs> well i was not expecting that one i will not be visiting canada now sir <laughs> um but Don't yeah, forget so, though uh, that uh, M- Marcy and uh, Debbie both have started failing all of their classes because they're hitting they're hitting the RPG too hard. Mm. They can't stop themselves. Just which like is the one cool of the most senior. realistic things in this. Yeah, it, it is true. Now for me, it was Counter Strike and uh, Dunge- and uh, <laughs> Day of Defeat, <laughs> which like, is also put, putting, a similar. Putting, to I'm just imagining putting like uh, D20s into a pipe and just lighting them up and just. I need more. Oh, oh, we we didn't even mention the credit sequence where they basically just took like grips of D20s and threw them through fake blood. Oh yeah, that was clever. <laughs> yes, yes. I loved that. That was good. Yeah, I was I was re- I was listening to the uh, to the commentary and they're like, yeah, we we knew we needed to have that be a scene in the credits. I was like, <laughs> and you were correct, sir. You were correct. Uh, I believe that they that they were trying to see if they could get um, the the uh, six sided die uh, a little after that it, to to be thrown and land on six six six, and then they they realized uh, that'll just take forever. No, we'll just keep this one. <laughs> um, S- statistically, it would probably take less than six hundred and sixty seven times. <laughs> statistically. I actually don't think that that's true. No. <laughs> um, we we also skipped over uh, when Debbie becomes evil Debbie, which mm. I will, uh, to, to quote Pete, uh, meow. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't forget, she, uh, she, she, she does use the spell where they, uh, they have the glowing letters, which I, I thought was a really clever effect. And then she gets like an A plus by turning in like a supposedly it was like a history uh, essay or term paper that was called the Vampire Maven. And you're like, <laughs> yes, yeah. What? How is this historical? <laughs> now, now this is this is one of a couple places where it does deviate uh, from the track. Uh, where it, it, in the, in the original um, comic, uh, she uses her magic on her father because her father wants her to play less D and D what spell uh, and, and Mrs. Frost asked her, which spell did you use? And I think it was like uh, mind, was it bondage. mind domination, mind, oh, mind bondage. bondage. Now a, a, a lot of the dialogue, but pretty much all of the dialogue that's in the comic is directly quoted at some point in the movie. And that's, that's one of them. Yeah. 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 And so it was mind bondage and for her, and then he went straight out and bought her Every other book that she didn't have, yep. if I'm not yes. mistaken. Yep. $200, $200 in 1987 money. Which is at least if I'm not mistaken. $210 now. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a lot more than that. It was 1984 that it came out for the okay. first time, at least. Yeah. Anyway, no, no. I, I So, so, um, so yeah, it, it is funny because then that's, that's the, they, the, they, they take the opportunity to give you the beat where the professor goes, I don't know how you did it. And he turns off like sort of like a, almost a stage whisper type of effect where he's like, he turns away. And he's like, I, I really don't know how she did it. <laughs> <laughs> Just <laughs> really turning to the camera, except he turned away. I, I really liked how right before that he goes, uh, you know, these are, I, I guess this is, maybe it's an earlier scene. He says something like, I'm, I'm concerned about you, Marcy. You know, I know these role playing games are far out. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Wow. So talking about all this mind control stuff and the way it's setting up here is really making me want to do a spinoff episode of this because there is a novel that interacts with this stuff on this level that I think deserves a little extra exploration. And that is Mind Star Rising. Oh God, dude! I didn't talk about the mind control stuff in that book, and we talked about it on the on, on the uh, on the beer run. It's, it gets because it gets gross, and I didn't want to bring uh, I didn't want to bring down the tone of the of the episode. But yes, oh, yes, because this is Downton Abbey. <laughs> well, no, but I I mean, if you I, remember, get- they they use like they use like like mind control telepathy and like brain drugs to have like a non-consensual orgy basically i think to like compromise people for blackmail or something it's it's confusing and that's and only gross. one of the fucked up things that yeah. happens yeah it's a bad <laughs> book 
It's a very bad yes. book. Yes. Basically, you're in the future, and the the and the UK is just barely in the throes of recovering from the dictatorship of Jeremy Corbyn. <laughs> yes. um, Pete, as as dungeon master of this episode, mm-hmm. I declare that you are in another tunnel, sir. Uh-oh. You cannot be discussing. <laughs> you cannot be discussing Mind Star Rising. You're not in uh, this tunnel. Uh, okay, muting now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just respectfully listening from now on. Um, <laughs> No, no, I mean, I, I, I just want to also get back. To, I, I don't want to get into my Rising. We may have an episode there. I don't know. I don't want to read 600 pages of Peter F. Hamilton. <laughs> um, it's not it's not 600 pages, I don't think. It's probably about 350. Okay. It feels uh, like read, 900. Would you read 350 by Peter F. Hamilton? Probably not. What about, what about Peter G. Hamilton, the slightly improved version? <laughs> You know, I'm not sure. Um, so, uh, what was I going to say? You know, there is something that came out recently that um, I think, to your point, Kurt, this, uh, I, I don't know that this is a realistic version. This is sort of re- trying to hew to the uh, to the Jack Chick Tract and making Dungeons and Dragons much more sort of cool looking than it actually it generally is. It's just a bunch of people around the table throwing dice and arguing about results and, and usually just goofing off when it's not their turn to role play or whatever. And this does something that makes it look much cooler. And, you know, like, like we've said, you, you see how it, it looks and you're like, damn, I, I, I'd like to try that. Um, and the thing that came out recently that, is really funny to me is none, none other than stranger things season four, where they have a whole sequence that is supposed to be really cool. And it, it's shot like they're, they're playing craps. <laughs> I shit you not. They, they throw, have you ever thrown a D 20 using both hands? I can't say that I have, but I've, I've never, uh, thrown my, uh, my neutronium D20 remains in the in the packaging that it came in, so maybe eventually I will need to. I mean, it it's it, I I shit you not. It's it's shot like it's they're they're at the casino, you know, like it's a casino scene, <laughs> and it's like, why is this long tracking shot of following the dice across the table? What is going on here? And I don't know. I guess it's supposed to be cutesy. But it it doesn't feel like cool, and it doesn't feel dangerous. Uh, I don't know. It, it's it definitely feels like somebody that uh, from the other end of the spectrum. Maybe somebody that's never played D anD D who thinks it's really great. I don't know. Has anyone here bothered to see <laughs> Stranger Things season four yet? <laughs> I, I did not get that far this weekend. It's- I watched it's, seasons one and two, and I said, I don't need any more of this. Because season two yep. was just a redo of season one, but worse. Mm-hmm. And I was like, mm. again, it should have been an anthology. I posted Look, that on, um, on every Discord. That, that was the original point. plan, too, right? If if you, what, what's the what's the meme? Uh, can can 20 uh, duck-sized uh, demon dogs uh, kill a uh, demogorgon? Or, how does it go? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> You never heard the the meme about like is it the ducks uh, and duck horses? Shaped horse? Ducks and horses, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway, anyway, doesn't matter. Horse sized ducks or duck sized horses, I think is the, is the meme. Uh, that was the 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 major difference between seasons one and two of Stranger yeah. Things. Uh, it, I mean, it's fine. I I was done with season one, but that's another story. <laughs> uh, can, can I say, by the way, on the turn on the topic of depictions of D anD D, um. This was much more effective and probably much cheaper than Vox Machina was at <laughs> capturing what D&D actually feels like. Because to your point, Carlo, the allure of D&D is not actually the story that you tell, which if you're like 16 or 17 feels very cool. But when you're mm-hmm. I, I, I think when you're 27 or 28 or God forbid, 37 or 38 um, or God forbid, 47 or 48, um, you have the self-awareness to realize that actually the story isn't isn't that great and isn't that impressive. It's more about like having fun with your friends Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. and getting damned to hell. 
uh, <laughs> and killing yourself because your character died. And this captures that much better than Vox Machina, which is very enamored of the D and D world in a way that this isn't. And so, mm-hmm. even though this is like this is a bit of a lark, like watching this, I was like, yeah, this this like makes me want to play D and D. Vox Machina absolutely did not like dudes. Yeah, like Vox Machina. Honestly, I, I after watching, I had no desire to play D and D. I want to go try out for the football team. Yeah. <laughs> so, guys, I'd like to see a show of hands. And remember, we have our raise your hand button. How many of you have been in some role playing campaign where somebody died and then cried? Hmm. Hmm. Just me. Okay, no. I I have uh I mine was an online one, so I don't know if they actually cried, but uh they they did like beg and wheedle to the to the GM because this was rifts, not D and D. So we we had a game master and not a dungeon master. Sure. Um, and they they kind of begged and wheedled until they got they got back in, and it turned mm. out that they were thrown clear of the explosion of of their glitter boy mech, <laughs> oh, whatever that was, or something. So yes, yes, I I. I, I have definitely been involved in a game where somebody had a big meltdown about it. Yeah. So like that aspect of this also felt very real to me. The idea that somebody's character dying turns into like this whole fucking thing. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I've, I've seen that not with the suicide, but like, uh, I mean, it, it's not out of bounds for something that could happen with, with somebody who's messed up enough. Mm hmm. <laughs> So, so, yeah, so so I guess the the mothers of the 1980s were correct is what I'm <laughs> yeah, saying. Uh, ban it now. <laughs> it made my it made my kid cry. It's awful. Okay, um, we're at 55 minutes now, so I I want to I want to throw in my actual critical analysis briefly, which is um, the stuff about Cthulhu to me anyway didn't didn't add to the movie and was more like a little it was a little bit too much nerd winking mm-hmm. um it would have played a little bit better and i think this came out in like 2014 so it would have yeah. played a little bit better like i i feel like in 2014 people were still enamored of like the plush cthulhu dolls yeah um which which are very much played out now um i loved the like the cultists in their weird castle where they had kind of like a like, like a computer monitor that was displaying like the global <laughs> levels of D and D evil. That yes. was, that was hilarious. That was like that was really great. good. Like, like that could have been a scene in like, like, uh, I don't know, like a, a movie, like, uh, like a black dynamite or something. That was re- it was, it was like a very oh, nice, man. like tongue in cheek. Goofy the thing. ending, the ending, however, is just Where it gets you struck know, by lightning and blows up. He's <laughs> like, "Why aren't the stars right? Why aren't the stars right?" And you <laughs> see, like, you know, uh, Cthulhu sinks back down, roar, you know, and then you see the 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 same castle that they used as the initial establishing shot shot of the cultists, just like get struck. Yeah, exactly, get struck by lightning or a meteor mm. or whatever, it just explode. It's like, okay, so, nice. <laughs> Have you guys ever read Only the End of the World again? It's a Gaiman. No, no. Wait, wait oh, maybe. Wait, uh, wait, is that is that his? Is that like a? Is that like a novella? That's his. his yes, like Lovecraft it's a novella, novella right? and it's like a Dashiell Hammett Cthulhu pastiche. Is that in like Shadows and Mirrors or something? Whatever it's called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I in there. read it, but I don't actually remember it very well. But I did read that 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 collection, so definitely. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, I just uh, it, it reminds me of that because it it deals with a a private investigator who's in Innsmouth trying to solve this stuff, and he's he's a werewolf too, interacting with the Cthulhu mythos. And I have no idea where I'm going with this, but it's one of the few examples of somebody going off the damn rails with Cthulhu, where I'm like, it was a hat. This a hat. is right. What's that? I said it was a hat on a hat. Yes. It's it's like it's too much embellishment. It's gilding the lily. Gilding yes. the lily with a big squid. It didn't but, need the Cthulhu scenes in this. True. But the fact that it was it was Neil Gaiman made it a lot better than it could have been. It true, was one of yes. the better examples of of that hat on a hat I've ever seen. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's that's exactly how I feel about this where it's like I had enough with the satanic cultists and all that stuff and I honestly would have liked a lot more if they just got like Satan, the big man himself to, to come out. Like, honestly, mm. if they had just gotten somebody kind of like what they did with, uh, God, I think it was Dave Grawl 
in uh, the Tenacious D movie. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just get, like, paint somebody red and give them like big <laughs> horns and have them come out and be like, yes, <laughs> if some fall from my D&D trap or something, that would have been a lot better than like the, and it wasn't even that like the CGI was bad because like that's, you know, that's like whatever, like that's, that's kind of part of the fun. It was just, I was like, oh, okay, it's Cthulhu. And it's like, it's kind of like wah, Penguin wah, of wah. Doom at, at, at that point. Yeah, exactly. It's just, it's kind of like a stock <laughs> joke at that point. Um, I didn't mind it. Like it didn't spoil anything for me, but I was like, mm, I would have gone in a different direction. Well, yeah. I mean, I was very uh, enthralled to learn that the language of the old ones was Arabic. Hmm. Well, just goes to show you. Indeed. <laughs> so, um, do you do you feel like you've covered that ground, Kurt? I want to I want to make sure you've got space for this. Yes, I have. <laughs> okay, then lower your hand. My, my serious assessment. Oh, oh. Uh, I don't know how to raise my hand. Your your hand is still raised too, according really? to my to my user interface. So so uh, healer. Uh, I mean paladin. Uh, heal thyself. Turn <laughs> turn undead thyself. Interesting, because I okay. So it looks like you have lowered your hand, but there's some sort of technical issue. And you know, since Carlo owns the platform, it's his fault. <laughs> oh, okay. I see how it is. <laughs> Indeed. Right. Anyway, so uh, Pete, were you going to say something else? Um. Yeah. How did we get an hour out of this? <laughs> this is drinking. twenty minutes longer than the show. <laughs> I don't know. Drinking, reading, r- reading Wikipedia <laughs> articles, uh, reminiscing about uh, uh, about playing D and D. Me telling one of Carlo's own stories and hoping that he would tell it, but then he didn't. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> well, what can you do? I, I needed to give leave you some material, Kurt. That's all. Um, all right. I mean, so uh, any last thoughts? Uh, I mean, do we want to? Do we have anything else that? Uh, you should watch it. It's, a, it's really funny. That's yes. all I'll say. Is it's, yeah, you know, mean, it's it, and it's it's like. F- what is it? Forty minutes. Forty minutes. Like yeah. It, yeah. It could have been thirty minutes. Um, yeah. And yeah, I don't think been. it would have been any better or, or, or worse. But there's probably five minutes of something. That, there was that one missed it. opportunity, and it would have made this into the greatest forty-minute movie of all time, which is when the the jock, like after after she burns all of her D and D books, hands her the Holy Bible. Oh, she should have thrown that in too. <laughs> And and just just end on the guy going, no, and then like like just just like hard cut to black uh, um, that would have been really funny. The, uh, the the other thing that occurred to me as you were talking, Pete, was it would have been really funny if um because there's a moment where uh uh Marcy gets hit with like a dart. For like a poison trap. Oh, yeah, it would have yeah, been really yeah. funny if they had just gotten like a bunch of like fake blood and just had it start like spraying everywhere when that <laughs> when that happened. Um because I, I, I was expecting there to be like more fake blood uh in this. And I, I'm not I'm not mad that there wasn't. I'm just saying it would have been a very funny sight gag. <laughs> yeah. You're 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 right. Uh I, I did like the 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 preacher though. He was very um he was very wet. He was very wet, wet and guy. he was he he had like the perfect comb over. It was great. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. I mean, he he honestly looked like he could have been like uh like uh yeah, never mind. It, it, bold bold have the uh the uh the Oral Roberts haircut in 20 in uh, 2014. Well, he he uh, that's who it is. Uh he he reminded me like he could be like maybe Tim Conway's grandson or something. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he looked like, just wet and combed over and just stuffed into that suit. I think he he fit great, the role perfectly. Great casting, great casting. <laughs> yeah. They 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 honestly had, you know, like they they had a good eye for for who, you know, who they needed. Spe- uh, um, speaking of Tim Conway, we should have got a, a dwarf on D and D. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, they got to lower the table for dwarf, you know? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Um but anyway, yeah, I think that that's uh, that's it for me. Uh, anything else for you from you, gents? 
All this right. is the most fun time. D&D has been in 10 years for me. I had a good time. <laughs> T- time, to, time to distribute uh, some XP to all you guys. All uh, right. Excellent. I need to get all to right. level eight so that I can get real <laughs> magic powers. <laughs> You're so close, Kurt. You're so, so close. close. All you need to do is translate this, uh, this, uh, this, this tome, this grimoire that's written in Esperanto. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> the devil's language. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, Thanks for for humoring me and watching this little film, which is I found delightful. Uh, I think everyone here did, with some you know some caveats, but uh, everyone listening in, go watch it. It's it's great fun. Uh, I think it's like on a you, you can actually download it directly from their site, uh, darkdungeons.com. Five bucks, uh, and it's like it five bucks or you know, or I think it's also pay pay what you you want. Yes. Yeah. They also yep, so. offer it as a free stream. Oh, okay. Well, I bought it. I mean, five bucks is going to kill me. <laughs> it, it sure is, <laughs> and much more entertaining. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's a dry read. Uh, all right. Well, thanks for listening, in, folks. Uh, thanks again, everyone, for for you know talking to me about this movie, and uh, we'll catch everyone here next time on Podside. <laughs>